You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like MF Uncensored or Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today, straight from Cinematic Adventures and your mom's diary, Sean. Sean, how are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm, you know, I just feel like I'm, I'm just here instead of Ronnie all the time. What's I know it's because he's a mystery man. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to plug plug the topic. Keep going. Ben still, <laughs> I panicked. No, you know, Ronnie's got he's got a lot on his plate. If you guys listen to our recent episode on MF Uncensored, we did. I'm having trouble talking. All right. <laughs> We had a big breakfast. But on MF Uncensored, we actually talked about what's going on with Ronnie and why he's been, you know. But he was here uh, last week. He was able to do our episode. And, you know, he's just a pain in the ass. And okay. that's, that's that's why fair. we love him. But we are back. And Sean and I were we're sitting at breakfast because we are romantic like that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Our wife, My wife wasn't there. Your girlfriend wasn't there. It was very strange. But anyway, very romantic. It's like they know about us and they just don't care. They don't. Yep. My, my other husband. They're not worried about it. <laughs> so weird. So <laughs> stupid. Anywho. And we were talking about, you know, obviously we're catching up and we're talking about kind of what's going on in pop culture world. And we we got I mean, to the topic of... Well, multiverse is, of course, you got you have a specific genre of movies you got to talk about. You a know, niche. A niche. So you know, what, a niche. what haven't you talked about is the key question. Ironically, I was thinking about it after you said that. There are a lot of movies we have still yet to jump into I, I named a few but you were just like no i would have no. you named movies that i haven't seen in 20 plus years the phantom with billy zane i love that movie oh my god the shadow with alec baldwin i i you know what it's funny i remember watching like the first 10 minutes of that as a kid and then i got in trouble for watching it because i wasn't allowed to watch it oh i think it was r-rated no it was pg-13 i was not 13 and that was when parents really cared mm. But anyway, so there are a lot of movies that we haven't done. Like I, I mentioned Steel. Yes. You keep, you've been, we've been saying that for three years now. I know, but you're the one who just has not sat down and watched it. Have you? When's the last time you watched it? Oh, that? my God. Once they put it on HBO Max, I watched it. <laughs> Dead serious. Once it was on Max, I was I watched it. God, it's so bad. But I think we need to do a Shaq double feature. Mm. That and Kazam. God. <laughs> I watched Kazam. Yeah, you watched Because that Kazam. actually came out to theaters. I don't think Steel actually yes, came it out to Yeah, it did. Uh, it did. must have been there for a week. I, uh, oh, challenge accepted while we're talking about this. But anyway, ironically enough, they have the character of Steel on uh, Superman and Lois, and they did a much better job with him on that. I, I mean, I'm sure can act. Yeah, that's that's fair. You ever see Shaq act? Oh, God, he is <laughs> terrible. The man, the, man, the man takes a good joke, though. He'll be, he'll, he'll take young shots at himself for that but that's still what's funny i'm trying to flush. but yeah we've been we've been going back and forth we're like oh what haven't you talked about and you know this one movie actually that we are going to talk about really um was that the i wouldn't say, it was it was before the return of the comic book movie oh way before you know it was way it was, before it was still it was late 90s so this is this is pre-x-men pre-spider-man steel was in 97 yeah it was a box office bomb. Yeah. Uh, $16 million budget, box office. Want to guess? Not even a million. 1.7. Wow. That's yeah. actually still pretty good. 
Yeah, not right. But and that's yeah. back when tickets for a movie were like five dollars. Right. Yeah. But this was in the nineties, the late nineties we're talking about. Mystery Men was nineteen ninety nine. Yes. And it was well before the big boom of superhero movies with X Men. X Men was two thousand or ninety nine? Things I was not prepared to answer. <laughs> I, I want to say it was half. It was, the, it was in the 2000s. I really. I want to say it was 2000. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, 2000. And and, and, it, and you know, I just remember. Okay. Now. And this is the. I mean, X Men. We've talked about where it was the franchise that brought comic book movies back to the mainstream, and you know they say it in Jay and Silent Bob. You know, ever since X Men hit at the box office, you know, so it, that Mirror was when. Max, don't they do those like you know. Artsy movies? Yeah, well, once they did She's All That, it all went to shit. I love She's All That. It's so bad. Did you ever see He's All That? No, I still have, I have not. <laughs> I've not done that to myself. I will never not laugh at the scene in uh, Not Another Teen Movie where they poke fun of the fact that all they had to do was just take off her glasses and undo her ponytail and suddenly yeah. she's a model. Yeah. Anyway. And you know that that's the girl from Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway, so in 1999, superhero movies were not the big blockbusters they they especially are now i'm trying to think what was the batman and robin yeah i think the batman franchise was really the only one that was, was still 97 so that the, the superhero franchise was pretty much down and dead yeah because we had we had the phantom we had the, yep. the shadow we had spawn steel spawn. you know and like all these movies blade i think also was around Blade was 98 right yeah, so blade was the I, I would argue i think we said in our blade, episode, blade was the best superhero movie of the maybe no, not the nineties. It was the the better modern super. Yeah, it, like everybody gives X Men the most credit. We always say that well, it's Blade. I, th- I think that if X-Men. you ask like a hundred people, they'll never know that Blade was a comic book. Right, and I think that was also part of it. I appeal. didn't know Blade was a comic book. No, and it was very different in the comics. The only reason I knew he was a comic book character was because he <clears throat> guest starred on the Spider Man animated show, <clears throat> the one where Spider Man wasn't allowed to punch anyone. <clears throat> Thanks, Power Rangers. That was because of Power Rangers. Dead serious. Parent groups got so oh my God. enraged. And it wasn't at them. even them punching. It was Jeff, the Japanese people. And punched. even better, South Park was on at the same time. Yeah, don't give me I can't. Like the, the things they did on that show. I can't, like wait, he, to, I can't wait to be a parent. Uh, I can't wait. In that Spider-Man show, he wasn't allowed to say. They weren't allowed to say death. So they kept saying, "Like, oh no, they've been destroyed." Like they like weird vernacular. <laughs> like not a way that anybody talks. But so the nineties were. A weird time. It's a and great time, but it was also a weird such time. A weird, especially for superhero movies and all that stuff. So 1999 rolls around, and we get this gem. And also one of the biggest reasons that we thought about this movie was because, unfortunately, Paul Rubens... Uh, yes, yeah, we did. We lost Paul Rubens earlier in the week. Uh, obviously, Pee Wee Herman. Youngish? He was, he was 70. Yeah, like... But still, he apparently had been battling cancer for a number of years. And without nobody him. knew. Nobody knew. So. Paul Rubens is the perfect definition of a guy that picked himself up by his bootstraps after potentially career-ending. Oh, um, it was pretty much career-ending. Yeah, he was he, never the big name he ever... He, no. would, he could have been. Now, Paul Rubens, obviously, when you say Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman. I mean, we are in that age group that we grew up on Pee Wee Herman. The, the, his first movie, Big Adventure, was before we were born... And then the second movie came out pretty much like when we were just born. But the show. Yeah, we, you know, we grew up with the show. was like the show. And I think the first Pee-wee movie. What's the one with the bike? Which that's one? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that's that the first. 85. That's the first Pee-wee movie that I saw. And then, see, I saw Big Top Pee-wee first. Pee-wee I don't think movie. I ever saw. It's I, so bad. Yeah. And then there's. Is there one more? No. No, it's only those two. Just those two. But, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is, as a kid, it was like 
the movie. Oh yeah, because it's still it's still horrifying. Uh, I still get so scared of that movie. Yeah, Large Marge. Large Marge and the the dream he has where like they're taking the bike apart. Oh god, that's that's nightmare fuel. <laughs> that was when they were not afraid to show kids things that were yeah. Like the, it's the Beetlejuice. I, era. I wish I, I don't know if his show is on any of the streaming networks, but like that's a good question. That show was such an acid trip. Oh like my just, god! But I don't even remember what he did on the show. Like, what was it that he did? What was his shtick to, you know, keep kids engaged? Because he wasn't a Mister Rogers. It wasn't Sesame. I mean, I know he had other actors come in as different. You know, Lawrence Fishburne as oh, yeah. by Curtis. Uh, what's her name from Law and Order? Um, who played uh, the main detective? What's her name? Why am I uh, play Van Buren? I don't know. The, the woman who played Van Buren on Law and Order. The, oh, the original Law and Order. Yeah, I don't remember. I was a, I was an SVU guy. She was on. She was on the show. She played a character. I also I remember the secret word. Yeah, and everybody I had just to scream. The, the toilet. The things seat. you would do. Oh God, parents parents hated that. Probably the, the chair was also talked. And stuff oh yeah, like cherry. Yeah. But I will always, I will always remember Paul Rubens for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Ah. Ah. But I hope that's how he went. Oh god. I hope you could. That's that's so morbid. Wow. It's like, could you imagine if he did that to his family? Oh my like, just god, like, I can't. Uh, it's, it's on I think it's on Prime. Pee Wee's Playhouse? Maybe. Oh, you can you can buy it on Prime. Oh. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. More watch options. Let's see. Prime, yeah. Or you can buy it on DVD, unfortunately. Oh. And as much as I like want to see it i don't i don't i don't want to spend money on it thank you very much playhouse yeah probably youtube a couple episodes oh my god yeah cowboy curtis and all that oh god but anyway i think i was watching something not too long ago and i think that was a show that was big for like networks i think like it was fox kids yeah yeah or something or even like fox family used pb's playhouse as like a show to just get shows in and and one and keep their schedule going but yeah. yeah, so sadly, yeah, he, he passed away a couple days ago and, you know, he would make cameos and other thing. Like he was in oh, Batman, yeah. Batman Returns, he plays the Penguin's father and he would eventually come back to play the Penguin's father in, in Gotham, Gotham, which was also really cool. And then this movie here, I remember when this came out and he was in it and it was like a big thing. Like, My mom Paul wanted Rubens? to go see this movie just because he was in it. Really? Yeah, she was a big Paul Rubens fan. So I think I saw it with my mother and mm. she hated it. But like, it's not a movie your mom would. Have. Also, like at the end, like when I was, how old were we in nineteen ninety eight? We were eleven. Eleven, yeah. So 11. this movie, we will. I think Sean and I could both agree. This movie came out at the wrong time. Had a movie in this vein came out now, it would have probably think we would done love better. This movie. Oh my now. god, yes. Well, I, I don't watch it, but. In, in your heart of hearts, is this kind of like a prerequisite to the boys? Like that kind it's of... Got that or same, Watchmen? It's, it's got that same kind of vein to yeah. it. So basically, just to set up this world, it is in this fictional city called Champion City. Now, this is based off of a comic book, but very, 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 very loosely. Like yeah. the main character of the comic book, I think Mr. Captain Carrot or something like that. <laughs> Flaming Carrot. The Flaming Carrot is not even in this because no. they didn't they know didn't how to think, translate They didn't that. know how to translate it to the movie, so they named him Captain Amazing. Yeah. So in Champion City, there is a group of Amateur G- superheroes. G-list superheroes. And they're trying to make a name for themselves being actual superheroes. And... It, they're terrible at it. They're yeah. not good at it. And the city already has Captain Amazing. And it is such a great look at the superhero mold. Mm-hmm. And they just they destroy it. And it, it makes it work even better. I like this movie now 
as an adult, way more. more. Than, than I, I have a great appreciation for this. So let's go through the cast really quick, then we'll talk the plot. So and this is such a great cast. This is a stacked cast. Such a great cast. I mean, you start with Hank Azaria as Jeffrey, Blue, Jeffrey the Blue Raja, and his voice. I mean, he's like throughout the whole movie, he's got this like British, you know, sophisticated voice. And then, like, I'd say, what, like, halfway through the movie? No, even even sooner. It's like so after it's, the first scene really? where he's... Really? I thought it was lo- long. I thought it was longer into the movie where he. No, because he's he's practicing trash talking the, the red eye group. That's what, okay. And, he's, and, and his he's, mom comes in, and, and then he's just all of a sudden it's like his accent's gone, and he's yeah. just this normal. Mom, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Blue Raja, master of silver. And this is Hank Azaria. This is right after Godzilla. This is right, you know, after the Birdcage. So this, he's still trying to become like a big name at you know big name star. Um and it, it, he's hysterical. Oh my god, he's I, I so love Hank Azaria. Like anything he does is fantastic. Oh yeah, even even in Godzilla, he's a watchable like he's part the reason, of it. The reason why I watch Godzilla. Oh my god, shut up, shut up, Sean. I love that movie. I hate you so much. I do love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you love that movie. But anyway, the best about the the Blue Raja is a he wears no blue. No. And it's more, it's like, he does try and explain it a few times, mm-hmm. like, what his character actually, like his superhero. None of them wear masks either, which is even funnier, no, except no. for the Sphinx. Yes. And basically, he's living at home, with, <laughs> and he doesn't throw knives, that's his other thing. Only forks, forks, forks and spoons. Just forks, I think. I think just forks? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I could have sworn he threw spoons Maybe too, but I don't know. The mom right gives him like the nice cutlery at the end. And then we have William H. Macy, Macy as Frank, Eddie Frank Gallagher, Shoveler. Eddie the Shoveler, who's like, he's kind of the, I want to say he's actually the de facto leader of the group for yeah, the most part. Yeah, he's probably the most grounded because he has a you know, full-on family at home. He's, you know. An amateur like, quarry worker turned superhero. It's <laughs> a shovel as a weapon. He's uh, the only one that probably uses any lethal force. And then Ben Stiller. This is Ben, this is ben Stiller. Right after something about Mary. I yes. Mean, this is like this the is top peak. of his, this is his peak stardom, Mr. Furious. Also and known I as Roy. I always remember in the trailer just the scene of him on top of the car and he's just doing like his Hulk impression. He's yeah. just like, ah, and just like, I that's love, it. That's all he does. The first line, it's just like he pops up in the camera. People who don't do this, like when they eat, make me furious. And like that's his thing. He gets mad. Yeah. And he lifted a he lifted a bus once. That's what they keep talking about. He lifted a bus once, and that's like his big claim to fame. So they're the three main characters. Mm-hmm. the The movie revolves around these three guys who are trying to be superheroes in a world where Captain Amazing's already pretty much dealt with all the crime. Yeah, we got Jeffrey Rush as Casanova Frankenstein. He is just so over the top as usual. And oh my so god, great. he I mean, he hams it up in every scene. He eats the scenery when he's got the pinky and he's just attacking with his pinky <laughs> he's like hissing at Ben Stiller like he did not give a a hoot yeah yeah I had to catch myself on that one because I got really excited and he's a great villain like Jeffrey Rush has always been a really good villain you know and then for me I didn't recognize who he was until uh, Pirates of the Caribbean oh, really? and I was like oh my god that's the guy from Mystery Men which is hilarious or maybe vice versa maybe I watched Mystery Men afterwards I was like oh my god it's Barbosa. I don't know I've been drinking but <laughs> So hungover, I can't. Anywho. Catch our episode of The Hangover on yeah. Cinematic Adventures. Yeah, Paul come. trying to get through the episode. Oh, my is, God, it was rough. It is fun to listen to. Oh, you're fun to listen to. Shut up. <laughs> Janine Garofalo as J- J- the... Janine? Cha-cha-cha-chia. As the bowler. And so it's weird because this movie, superpowers, like actual superpowers are very few and far between. This is a lot more street level. Like even Captain Amazing, like he uses technology. Like he's got the jetpack and all that stuff. 
and she's one of the few characters that has like a, a semi superpower, and it's creepy as hell. She's got the the head of her dead father in, in her bowling ball. ball. It's creepy, and like she talks to it. Yeah. Okay. There, there no, we, we know. Yeah. Kel Mitchell as Invisible Boy, who can only become invisible if nobody is looking. I just—he was the reason why I went to see this movie. Yes, because we—that <laughs> was the Keenan and Kel era. That was that the all that. that. Like that we knew all him. that. We knew him, and and they actually—I want to say—they really kind of hyped them, hyped them up in the trailers. Oh yeah, they. Knew. I think they knew who they were like targeting. They were like, "Oh guys, we got half of you know the, the big, childhood, the big, big childhood comedy team right now in this movie. Come and watch it." Yeah. And he's not in the movie that much. And his character's no. really not all that. But you know? Uh, you know what's even funnier? In this movie, that he's the first recruit mm-hmm. that they get. And he just kind of like, he's like, I can only do it when nobody's looking. And you do find out that he can do it. Yeah. And they they take him like under their wing almost immediately. And it's a, it's a really, like, it would have been really easy to Jimmy Olsen, uh, Olsen him and just kind of make make him be like the butt of a lot of the jokes. But no, they he's like, all right, you're part of the team. Let's go. Yeah. Paul Rubens as the spleen, the character that they don't want on the team because he was cursed by a gypsy. Um, His flatulence make people faint. Oh my god, it's 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 gross, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I can't feel my ass. What about your powers? My powers? Weapons check. <laughs> it the, the him and Cal Mitchell are very funny together. They they have a lot of scenes together. Greg Kinnear as Lance Hunt slash Captain, Captain Amazing. Amazing. He is he he plays the character perfectly. Oh my god, he's, he's such a great choice. Absolute, just and they, can't stand him. He is so full of himself. And they play with the tropes, you know, like and him with the glasses, and they make him out to be a likable guy. And then the minute the group free him or about to free him, he just goes on this like tirade of just you guys suck yeah like i hate you you there's nothing good about you well ironically this whole movie happens because of captain amazing yeah so basically it starts off with them breaking up this you know attack by the red eye gang and captain amazing comes in and saves the day and he's like this man this is boring like he's the this is where it comes into like the boys where it's all corporate sponsorships yeah. and he's riding around in limos they're all they're the cor- all the corporate sponsorships are threatening to like you know to start pulling because there's no crime like yeah. he's done such a great job and so he, they're going through his rogue list, and they get to Casanova Frankenstein, and he actually goes to the parole board on his behalf. And it's still one of the funniest scenes where he's like, I have this letter from my good friend, Captain Amazing. And he starts reading this nice speech about you know giving second chances, and then he cuts to the actual paper, and it's just his grocery list. <laughs> he's making up. But my favorite is Ben Stiller's character, Mr. Furious, is adamant that Lance Hunt and Captain Amazing are the same person. And they're arguing about it at breakfast. And he's like, Lance Hunt wears glasses. Captain Amazing doesn't. They can't be the same person. He goes, he takes them off and transforms. And all I can think about whenever I watch that scene is just you, me, and Ronnie sitting at a table just talking, ironically enough. And then even better, when they go and rescue him, the shoveler's got like a, like a little lens. And he's like looking through it at Captain Amazing like to match up with his eyes. He's like, do you know Lance Hunt? He's like, yeah, 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 that's me. Really? No, I'm just messing with you. It's just so stupidly funny. Uh, going down, we have Wes Studi, who I couldn't even tell you who he is. I, he's been in a lot, a couple of things, but he's been in a couple of things. I, sorry, I just pulled up his picture because you don't see his face in this. No, you don't. You, he plays the Sphinx, and he can use his mind to, to cut firearms in half. And all he does is speak in riddled kind mm. of metaphors. Like, he who is in the dark cannot see. Yeah, yeah, and I think Ben Stiller's character actually calls him out like, "If I say this, you're just gonna say this." 
And he, I think he even finishes his lines at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I forgot this next question was in this movie. Claire, Claire Forlani, yeah. Dude, she's like the girl of the 90s. She like, was, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you prefer her with her American accent or her natural? I'm trying to think of what I've watched with her natural. Only the, the alcohol commercial she did for a while. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know she she's... Australian or British? She's British? I think uh, she's British. I think so. Something like that. But I mean, she, yeah, no, like singing Mall Rats. I mean, we'd oh, never yeah. have guessed she's got it at normal. Country. Yeah. Then we got Eddie Izzard as Tony P, who mm. is Casanova's uh, right hand man. And I think, isn't he like an, an enemy of somebody? Oh, he killed the bowler, the original bowler. Yeah, the the, the her father. Disco is not dead. Disco is real. Like again, it's so stupid. Like the, all yeah. the gangs have themes. Yeah. So there's the disco boys. There's the, the the Canadians, like the hockey team, the frat boys. Like they have all. It's so stupid. I can't. The not so goody mob. But anyway, going down, we also have Tom Waits as Doc Heller, who's the mad scientist who makes non-lethal weapons for the Mystery Men. Mm. Things like there was the the blame thrower, which was funny. Tornado in a can. The the one that shrunk clothes. And uh, yeah, and all the guys were like, "Oh," because they hit the the girls with it. Stupid. Nineteen ninety nine was a weird time, uh, but that's the main cast. Like otherwise, you know, you got yeah. uh, some good cameos though. Dane Cook in his feature film debut, who would again early two thousands was the time of Dane Cook. Uh, Doug Jones, yeah, yeah, he's in this as for the superhero auditions, and uh, Dana Gould. That name sounds really familiar. And uh, Michael oh, you Bay. Re- you, you'll know him if you saw his picture. I see his. I'm looking at his picture. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys you see. But this movie is just so silly, but just, I love it so but much. But I agree with you. The more I'm thinking about it, I really think it probably came out the wrong time. A thousand percent. It's satire superheroes. Which this weren't is- big. If it came out like 2012, 2013. I think it would have done much better. Probably could have done much better, but... It just also came out at a time when the superhero movies were dying, were yeah, already, like, if not already dead. I mean, if it came out like 95, even then it wouldn't have been, because really all you had going on back then was Batman. Yeah. I mean, really, there wasn't anything else. They were trying, not they for lack trying, of trying. Like, but, I also so, think there's a big thing with the technology. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. The, the film was announced in mid-1997, along with a raft of comic book adaptations, including... Blade, Virus, Superman Lives, mm. X-Men, Fantastic Four, The Hulk, Captain America, The Submariner, Iron Man, Daredevil, and Silver Surfer, Hellboy, Concrete, Green Hornet, and 26 other titles. So they had stuff in mind. Oh, yeah. Just couldn't get anything off the ground. I mean, you probably, at this time, X-Men was, was probably getting close to pre-production. Oh, yeah, yeah. They probably did their casting um, and all that stuff by then. You know, Blade was already, you know, Blade was already made. Yeah, Blade uh, had already Blade come had out. already been out since before. I don't know what Virus was. Mm. And Superman Lives, hey, we got our little hint of that in The Flash. <sighs> God. God, you hate that movie. I did. I really did. It's, it's only getting worse. Do you need to talk to somebody? Like, No, I have you. Uh, yeah, but I like that movie. I know. That's why I like talking to you about it, because I like pointing out how bad the DC movies are to you. Uh, wow. <laughs> All right, man. So I'll go see the Batman 2 by myself then. The what? The Batman 2. The Batman 2. Oh, no. Those, that's no, no. Good. You don't have to go see it. It's that fine. That one's good. No, it's fine. Um, I'll go see Aquaman by Pattinson's myself. Pattinson's a good Batman. <sighs> Pattinson's a fine Batman. <laughs> He's when a fine Batman in a good script. I don't know because I think the writers yeah, I think the, pushed that it's one. Probably, I don't even know if it was was it filming. No, it had. I think it was supposed to start filming this year. But anyway, so let's go through oh, the. 
Did oh, you hear me. that somebody saw like the you know, the cue cards where they you know had ideas for Ben Affleck's Batman? They said it would have been amazing. Yeah, I saw that. I'm so, like, thank you for telling us that. That really helps. So apparently, they wanted to pay homage to 80 years of Batman history, and they were going to. Okay. Same thing. Apparently, the original idea for Flashpoint was mm-hmm. supposed to come out after the third Justice League movie, and it was supposed to reset everything. So they can start brand new with new actors because at the time Zack Snyder was like, hey, like they're not going to want to do this their whole lives. Like, yeah. the, you know, superhero commitments are big. Like yeah. Marvel commitments were huge. That was that was a big reason why a lot of actors have turned down Marvel roles because they don't want to be locked in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's sad. So let's go through the plot of this really quick and we'll, we'll go from there. So we said, as we mentioned, it starts with the robbery in progress of a senior citizen uh, center. Like they're having like a, a senior citizen party and a group of uh thugs or like a gang called the red eye gang uh robbing the old people because why not and our heroes try and stop it and it just doesn't go well so uh, we mentioned captain amazing decides hey i need i need some villains and this is where it gets a little watchmany yeah you know like hey we we need some new villains. We need to create some. Like you, all the good villains are dead. Like it's it. This movie's dark. Like yeah. this, uh, we will not shed any. I also yeah. think this movie was didn't do well in terms of behind the scenes. It just the director. I don't think was ready for this. Oh yeah, he was a commercial director. He was not. This oh was like yeah, his that first that'll movie. do it. That's unfortunate. You get a movie with a lot of personalities. Yeah, and a lot of these stars, you know, like like William H Macy, still, you yeah. know, he was he was big at the time, or not big. But like he was well known, like he people knew who William Macy was. But Ben Stiller says he thought the movie would be quick, but it ended up being a six month shoot, which is a lot. That's a long shoot. That's that's a full <clears throat> commitment. Like yeah. wild. And after <clears throat> Captain Amazing gets kit, he releases no Casanova Frankenstein. Frankenstein, and he goes to confront him, like, "Hey, let's have our showdown." And Frankenstein's like, "No, I'm going to capture you, and then I'm going to destroy the city." No, and he gets captured. <laughs> it's just like easily too, and. He wants to use a machine called the Psychofraculator, which lethally bends reality on the city. So Mr. Furious is staking out Frankenstein's mansion because he's like, hey, like that's a real bad guy. Like, let's let's get him. And he sees Captain Amazing gets captured. So they try they try and rescue him, but it doesn't go well the first time. So they decide to hold auditions. <laughs> and it's easily one of the funniest things. They decide they're gonna do it at the shoveler's house because he's got a pool. And that's like the big actual appeal. Yeah. So after they recruit Invisible Boy and the Spleen first outside, and then they have this recruitment, and you have Dane Cook as the Waffler, Doug Jones as the as Pencil Man, and then some. I think a kid as son of Pencil Man, the PMS Avenger. She only works three days a week. That, that was an actual <laughs> no, thing. I remember that? The two dresses Wonder Woman who start fighting. Oh my god! Like some of these are really funny. Dane Cook's a waffler. It was he can either burn you with the waffle or he can hit or or hit you with it. Oh. Yeah, and he ends up burning his own face. And oh my god, it's 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 only four seconds, but it's so Dane Cook. Oh god. So they the only one they end up getting is the bowler. The bowler. And oh, they ambush Casanova's limousine, and they like consider that their victory. Like they they just kind of annoy him. <laughs> like I think Spleen like farts into the window and then they close the windows and blue Raja like throws his fork in there and like locks the windows or something stupid. And that's when they meet the Sphinx who had been mentioned and he's going to train them to save Captain Amazing. Yeah. So the movie, it's, it's not 
a, it's a simple plot. It really, really is. They end up, they get new costumes, they get new technology. They try and save Captain Amazing once, and they end up, they end up <laughs> accidentally killing him. And they all, you know, there's the scene though where Mr. Furious has like his moment of of weakness, like where he he's fallen in love with this waitress played by Claire Filani, and he finally tells her his real name. Mm-hmm. First, he says Phoenix. Phoenix Dark, and that was a reference to the Dark Phoenix story from X-Men. And then it turns out his name is Roy. And it puts him into like this existential crisis where he's just Roy. Like, I'm just a guy named Roy. Roy. And I love the scene where they're all walking dramatically after putting on their new costumes, and he goes to turn around and leave, and they grab him and turn him back around so he keeps walking with them. But it turns out that Frankenstein kidnaps Claire Filani, and that's when he finds his rage again. And, you know, he he ends up saving the day. He fights Casanova, and saves Monica, the psychofraculator destroys the the facility. I think it does do damage to the city, but they manage to disable it and, with the, the bowling ball. Yes. And she they, uses the bowling ball to destroy it. And they save the day. And they're they coming out. They save the day. They come out of the the rubble of the whole thing and like, who are you guys? We are the super the super guys. Or like they start making like all these stupid names and it's like the the reporter's like, we owe a great deal to these mystery men. And it cuts to the Sphinx, and he's like, I've got it. And he says, like, another stupid name. And they're like, nah, because they don't actually hear it. But And that's the movie. Like, it is – it's a great satire on superheroes. It, is, it pokes a lot of fun, but it's also a very loving letter, like a love letter to it, – It's – as we've said, it was it was ahead of its time. Way ahead of, of its time. The subject matter. Oh, absolutely. Um, and – I don't know, maybe just because, again, there wasn't a big thing on superheroes at the time. It just kind of people were just like, why are we satirizing superheroes? We're not like inundated with superheroes. Right. It's like now it would be funny because just we're overrun by the superhero genre. This is one of the few films that I think that I would actually say a remake would be really. I I think with the, I don't want to, I hate to say it, but like with the passing of Paul Rubens, I feel like there's going to be a, at least a very tiny renewed interest in this movie at some point. I would think maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't know what. I don't know the general consensus on this movie is in terms of people like, you know. It doesn't have like that cult following. I don't, yeah, kind of surprised by that. Like, because I mean, just again, just a fantastic cast. Mm-hmm. But I just, maybe just the movie just doesn't hold up for a lot of people as, as yeah. whatever. But I mean, I remember I, I, I haven't watched this movie a lot. I've probably seen it twice in the entire 25 years since it came out. And again, seeing it at. 12 years old 13 years old I'm like I don't like this it just doesn't yeah. seem right or it's too dark or whatever this is a movie I would I would rewatch. I think I might let's see it's on Peacock yeah but the problem with Peacock is even though I have it with my Xfinity it mm-hmm. still requires a subscription for certain things it's oh, really? really yeah Peacock I hate Peacock mm-hmm. so stupid but yeah I'm gonna see if I can watch that but a Star City rating for Mission? give it a three and a half I, I'm with you with that. I think a rewatch would do a lot of justice for it, mm-hmm. and I would. I think I'm going to do that. But right now, three and a half, definitely. Yeah. But let's jump over. We have our Fan Feedback Friday. Fan which, Feedback Friday. Yeah, that's not the official jingle, just so everybody knows. But do we have a jingle? We should. But if you had three... If you had to last three minutes in a fight with one of the MCU villains for $10 million, who are you picking? Oh, so it's. I didn't write it, but I picked uh, Jeff Bridges' character from Iron Man. That was, that was a, a popular one. Uh it was Jeff Bridges' Iron Man, I think was really... Robert Redford was one of them. Um, and then... Because a lot of them are super-powered. I feel like I could fight Loki, but it would just be weird. 
But anyway, so if you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's super easy. You just go to our Facebook page. Every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we post our Fan Feedback Friday, if I remember. But anyway, if you guys want more of our content, we're on all the social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in The Misfit Faction or The Multiverse Fancast. On Zara, you'll find some of our stuff. And of course, if you want to hear more of Sean's dulcet tones, you can check him out on Cinematic Adventures, releasing every Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. But that is going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Sean. And we'll be back in a flash. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. That you're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction.